Welcome to the Recover You podcast with Kyleen and Patrick Terhune. It's here that we talk about sex addiction, betrayal trauma, mental, emotional, and physical health, faith, and anything and everything needed to recover you to your most authentic self that God created you to be. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Recover You. I'm so, so, so excited for this episode. This is a very special moment for me because I get to interview one of my personal friends and coaches and mentors, Megan Blacksmith. So welcome, Megan. I'm super excited to have you today and um, to introduce you to every one of our listeners. Well, thank you for having me, Kylene. I am excited for this conversation. (laughs) Me too. So let me just give you a quick intro. Megan Blacksmith is a holistic health coach, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, speaker, NLP trainer, and mindset ninja. And let me tell you, she really is. She's the co-founder of Zesty Ginger and the Zesty Ginger podcast. She trains coaches, practitioners, and leaders with the tools for faster inner transformation without fighting themselves along the way through functional NLP, a combination of the principles of NLP, functional medicine, and compassionate coaching. Coaching. And I am one of your protégés. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. You are a huge reason as to why I am here, able to do what I'm doing, able to work with women recovering from betrayal trauma. Um, and and I really want to emphasize this, what huge um, played a huge factor and a huge role in my own healing as I hit that wall and then came to the training and learned how to to process emotions and do all the fun things that we do now. And um, so I'm so thankful for you. Well, it's really fun to work with people like you, Kylene, because you take the tools and just run and implement really fast. So once they're added into what you were already doing, I just feel like it was such a great mix to mm-hmm. bring together and really helping people. So yeah. as we'll get into, I have some similar backstories to you. So um, you and I both needed those tools. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I remember being like, I don't know, it was like two days into the training and uh, the level one certification. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I need. This is how I can help people. This is amazing. (laughs) It was so cool. And, and yeah, so we have uh, some similarities for sure. So you actually are also, I don't, I don't know. I think I might've told you this. You're actually also one of the reasons I became a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. So I've just been following in your steps for like a decade now. <laughs> I remember that. That's, yeah. It's been so fun. Yeah. So um, Megan and Alex worked with me on my physical health and my hormones years and years and years ago. Um, and then uh, when they started moving into NLP work and um, transformation work and mindset and emotional processing, I jumped on that train too. And here we are. And then come to find out, and I, I didn't know this until years after, uh, Megan has also gone through her own betrayal and recovery story. And and I will encourage you to go check out the Zesty Ginger podcast. Megan has, do you know what season that is? Yeah, let me look for sure. I think it's 16, but it's okay. not. It's 15. <laughs> They've been doing this for a while. They have a ton of amazing information over there. And and Megan shared a 12-part uh, or a 12-episode um, version of her story. And in the very beginning, she was sharing her betrayal story. And uh, then she continued to walk through how all of the tools that we have learned with NLP and and, and the emotional processing um, have impacted her life. And, and she was just very brave and vulnerable in sharing her personal story over there. So definitely go check that out. But you're also going to get 
behind the curtain scene uh, today of her sharing a little bit of, of her story with you right now. Just maybe give whatever version you want to give um, of of the, the experience that you had in your marriage and um, where you were and, and a little bit about where you are now. Absolutely. So I found that I came into this work starting with the physical body, right? So I feel like everybody enters at a different point. But for me, it was the physical body crashing after I had a baby. And that really led to me understanding that there was this whole world out there of functional medicine and things I didn't even know existed because my conventional lab work said I was all good to go. And so like that set the stage for me to start to have awareness that I was told something was fine with my body and then it wasn't, right? And so I think that started to open up the idea like, okay, this is not a, we just listen to what people say anymore. This is like, I need to start to actually tap in and understand my body and where I was. And I share that part about my health because that really led into my relationship. It was something that I was just avoiding looking at. So I avoided it. I avoided it. I avoided it. And I had all this health stuff going on and I just pretended like that was separate. Like that's just my body. And then this is, yeah, okay. So yeah, we hadn't slept in the same bed for a year, but like we had a baby. And so there were all these stories around how things were just the way they were. And it really didn't mean anything. And everything was separate. Like it was a separate problem. And so I was under that um, delusion for a while and I attempted to keep it that way. And uh, luckily- To be fair, there were legitimate physical things happening. And so obviously your attention would go to that, right? Because that's what you knew at the time. Exactly, exactly. Like I can can name this, my knee hurts, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. So, you know, the brain likes to kind of trick us like that, but it will keep giving us signs, right? So if we don't pay attention to what's going on at a bigger scale in our life, like if we're in a job that's really not aligned with us or in a partnership that's really not aligned with us, right? Or there's just like something we do every day that's just soul sucking, then we will, it will start to manifest in the body. And that's kind of what was happening for me as I was starting to have the physical symptoms and I couldn't ignore them. And my, because I was tired and because my physical body was going down, it made me less able to like push away all the other thoughts that I was having about my relationship. So like my body, my body was like, okay, we're not, we're not hiding this for you anymore. And I just started to question and I started to start to really say, you know what, I think there are problems here that I am ignoring and avoiding and um, in the process of a very unfortunate way of finding out that my husband was having an affair through an Instagram DM message. And in the process though, I, in my anger, was really lashing out at him, which to be expected, I'm sure. And I was yelling at him and I was just like, and you're an alcoholic. That's what I went to. I was just like, what's the most hurtful thing I could say? You're an alcoholic. And in the moment he looked at me and just, I could, this whole face changed. And he's like, you don't even know. And I was just saying it to be hurtful. I mean, clearly I had an inkling, like there had been a lot of alcohol creeping up and there had been a lot of bottles, but what I didn't know, and he said, you know, that bottle that's in the garage, that's like the, or that's in the kitchen, that's the decoy bottle. That's the one that slowly goes down. Like the empties are in the garage and in the recycling and all that. So we realized, I realized really quickly that my life wasn't 
quite what I thought it was and that this had been a long-term problem and situation. And within 24 hours, we actually had him on a plane to rehab. So because I haven't, it's an interesting setup, which I know for people who've gone through betrayal, uh, in a way, I feel kind of lucky. It's a weird thing to say, but lucky that there was this combination because because he went away for 30 days, I had this space to really like really look at myself and my life and my thoughts and my beliefs and my fears and um and start to learn about recovery, learn about codependency, learn about addiction in a in a way that I could just be focusing on myself and having been in the health field for a while and having had a health crash earlier when my daughter um, was born, I was like, I am determined. I will not let this take down my health. Like I am not going to have this thing then. Cause I, I know the power of, you know, the stress and all that. So mm-hmm. I went into it with this, like, I mean, almost extreme, like uh, self-care meaning was like, I will first go get the massage and then I will do some crying. And, you know, I was like really aware of like all the things, right. Supportive. Um, I did also watch the game of game of Thrones for like <laughs> weeks straight, which looking back, should, was, you know, yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, a, a interesting bit of numbing choice. Out is okay. <laughs> yeah. Super, super numbing out. And, um, that was, yeah, that was the coping mechanism at the time. And then that led me to become a little bit more back to neutral and then right. Each tool led to each tool. But in, through that process, I saw, got to see a really, a new layer of what was underneath things for me, like a new layer of beliefs. And the fact that, a lot of my health conditions and things that were still hanging around even while doing all the functional medicine, right? So like done the mold detox, I had done the viral protocols Mm -hmm. and I still had these symptoms that would pop up like every six to eight weeks, my skin would hurt. Um, There just, it would just be this extreme fatigue and that was starting to really bother me because here I am in functional medicine and health practitioner and I can't quite figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I actually started to deal with um, forgiveness and, and resentment and the triggers around the um, the affair and then like me, like how much do I actually love myself and like really looking deeply at all of this that then the physical stuff started to go away. And then, I mean, that whole thing just really confirmed in cement, the power of like what we believe and the things that are going on in our life and then how much that impacts the physical body. Even though I didn't consciously know it was happening, Mm. I knew something wasn't right. And I was choosing to ignore it. I was choosing to just like, Mm. I want that to go away. I'm just going to ignore that. So it was um, not enjoyable. And at the same time, it really did. <laughs> it's an understatement, right? Um, it is. I know it's annoying when people say this, like, oh, it's sunny. The best thing that happened to me. I, I, I wouldn't go that far. It was though, it was a real awakening. It was, it did help me shift who I am to a completely different level. So mm-hmm. I am grateful that I went through that in the sense that um, luckily I, use that to then find tools. And I use that to then go deeper into me. And like, I'm not saying I caused this and I also do know, know I'm a part of this. So started to look at that in a way that I never had before and started to make decisions um, that 
were harder to make before, but they were based in people pleasing. I was like, okay, there's actually needs to be some boundaries now. Right. Mm -hmm. So got to learn that whole world, but Uh was he fairly, it sounds like he was very on board from the beginning. I mean, he jumped on, on the plane and went to rehab and wanted to recover. And, and, um, I, I know we all have our ups and downs through the process, but it sounds like he was generally supportive of, you know, staying in sobriety and moving forward with you. Yes. So he, I caught him at an absolute rock bottom um, because I had made comments before like, hey, I don't, I don't think that's a normal amount to drink. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, it would always be like, this is nothing compared, you know, his, he's Native American and you'd be like, this is absolutely nothing. This is just like a little, this is a little before dinner treat or after dinner treat compared to like what he has seen around him or what other people in this life were drinking. So I remember I was feeling like, hmm, it's not quite right. And anytime I would suggest that that may be a problem, it was definitely just, you know, swept under the rug. And I started to feel a little bit like, well, am I crazy? Like, is that a problem? Is that not a problem? So there were years of that, but once that's such an important pause moment of of Mm -hmm. reminding everyone to listen to your still small voice and that gut instinct, right? Yes. Um, Because because when we try to override it and we start having those questions of, am I crazy? Did I do something wrong? What's going on here? That that's almost like a huge red flag of like, whoa, 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 let's, let's actually zoom out and take a look at what's really going on. Yes. I love that you pointed that out. It was, I was not listening to myself. I was just like, well, he says it's okay. Mm-hmm. It must be okay. And I, I didn't want to believe it was not okay either. You know, right, it was just, right. I didn't really want to deal with what I, I thought that might mean. And, um, didn't seem like I had a- to continue living the wonderful family life that you yes. were living. And that was a huge threat to that. I'm sure. Oh Yeah. That was a huge step to it. And it was going to crack everything open, which I think is one of the things that I've heard say the hardest part about infidelity is that then I I started to just question what was real. So it made everything before this point, I'm like, huh, well, what was actually going on? And then it just completely changes. It's like, well, if that person was looking at me and saying that that wasn't happening when it was, it really just rocks your world in like, what is actually real? What's up? What's down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just a moment of, and in a way, because of that rocking of the world, you do get to just like fully decide like, where am I going from here? If you can step back, it's a really hard place to start to do that. But you start to realize like, there's all options to believe at this point or to be at this point. So it's open. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so Nate was definitely on board at that point of like, let's get help. And he was caught in a big way in many areas. And we were in a really interesting transition where we had just moved and he had this three-week period where he didn't have to report to work. So it was just this synchronistic like, like if there's ever a time that he actually could go and have it not, you know, fully disrupt his life and his work, it was then. And um, we had very supportive family who's like, let's go, let's make it happen. We'll do whatever it takes to get him there. And um, that was huge for us. We had the support of family and my husband's like, I just told your family what I did to you. And they're like, We'll send you to rehab. Ooh, I'm going to get choked up. But 
you know, they were like, this is the father of your kids and we want him healthy. Whether you all stay together or not, like we want him healthy. We want what's best for him and the family and that level of support. um, My husband had never seen or received even probably from his own family. So Mm -hmm. combined with like his willingness and then that level of like buy-in that everyone was like on his side, even after that. Yeah. Um, And then we had some time a separate, I think it, yeah, it just was a very interesting setup that allowed us to actually do some deep healing. Will I ever heal? I had hired a coach. I went to therapy. I did almost a year of EMDR. My husband was in recovery, expressing empathy, supporting me emotionally, doing all the things, and I still felt stuck. To be clear, I am thankful for each of those things. They each helped me tremendously in different ways, and yet I needed something else. I needed something deeper, something more. That's when I discovered QTT, which if you're familiar with EMDR is very similar in a lot of ways, but different in a few ways. I signed up for a week-long practitioner training, which ended up being a transformational experience for me as each day I practiced the exercises myself and continued processing my own trauma, busting me through the thick wall that I kept coming up against in my own heart and mind. Today, I'd like to introduce you to the Phoenix Transformation Method that I use with my clients. I think it is the most effective way to begin moving through betrayal trauma, and that's because I have taken all of the things from my own journey that helped me the most and packed it into my coaching method and process. What you may normally get from three practitioners, a betrayal coach, a functional medicine coach, and a trauma practitioner, you get all in one. I combine my functional medicine background along with my betrayal coaching experience and training And I include the most important piece of all, that QTT, the brain-based subconscious work that I do with each of my betrayal clients in order to support them right where the trauma is stuck, in your subconscious mind. And it works. I feel so much lighter is one of the most common comments I receive after a session. In fact, the other day, I had a client come into the session really feeling stuck and angry at her husband's affair partner, wanting desperately to let it go. After a 15-minute exercise, her entire energy and disposition shifted and lightened as she was supported in acknowledging and moving through the anger she was feeling. Each session is unique because each one of you is unique. I apply a variety of tools and modalities to each client in order to meet you wherever you are on your journey today. I do have some one-on-one client spots available. So if this is resonating with you, please click the link to book a connection call in the show notes today. I cannot wait to connect with you. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I love that 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 community, that support was present day one. Do you feel like you also received community and support through your recovery? Because I know sometimes when addiction comes out into the open, it's a very obvious thing that to some extent people understand um, and, and can support people through. And then betrayal is like 
so internal and, and so not talked about that a lot of times people just go, oh, well, um, you know, she's a very put together person. Uh, he's going to get in, into recovery. He's a great guy. I think he's going to do it. Like, he's taking action on it. They'll be fine. And, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't recognize if they've never been through it, the pain that you're going through and what you're experiencing. Did you feel like you had support at that time or did you feel very isolated? I had support and I do think that's in a way because of the uniqueness of the situation. I see most people do not have support when it comes, it seems, and from friends and things when it comes to betrayal alone. And so it was like, you add this label of like alcoholic mm. and then now it's like, oh, well, we need to help that. There, There's an understanding there. There's an understanding there. And so I don't want to d- disregard that everyone who helped me wouldn't have helped me if it had been no rehab. <laughs> I don't know that. And I had family member fly in because we had, we had just moved. We were in a brand new place, you know, didn't even have our goods with military life, didn't even have our, you know, household goods and he's gone and I have two kids. So mm-hmm. there were actual support, you know, support needed in this place. So I got a ton of support and I actually did have um, a lot of resources for um, addiction programs. And I got right into Al-Anon and um, just plugged myself in really quickly. Mm-hmm. I think just because of the background of knowing, knowing what happens to the body when, when you get stressed, I was just like, I'm not willing to go back there. It really was driven by this like physical body thing. I'm like, I had I, so much of that too. Right. I, was like, I know too much. Yes. Yes. I was like, I know what this is doing to me, which almost like stressed me out more. I was like, Whoa. yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I will not let that take down my health. There's no I way know. I'm going to deal I will with that survive this. <laughs> emotionally and then have it affect my physical body. Mm-mm, right. Like a hundred percent. I was the I mean, gateway for like the parasympathetic and just, <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. I went into this with like, we're, we are all in recovery and we're figuring that, you know, I did everything. So I did have support, but I know, I do think that's rare, Kylene. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you've seen it too. So, uh, and I do think it's different because the actual infidelity part, people did not know what to say or do. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, feel true. like, yeah, I feel like what happened was, and I don't know if this is based on my personality and like the tendency for me to be the middleman and in general and you know, my life and family, but I felt like friends and people were wanting to be supportive. And so they would be like, man, he's such a jerk. And, you know, not in those nice of words, but (laughs) you get the idea. Mm. And that didn't feel good or helpful to me at all. I, I know some people are like, they want that, like, cause then they can be like, yeah, we're all on board. Like, yeah, you didn't deserve that. But to what would happen for me because of my personality is that then I would feel the need to actually um, defend him because mm-hmm. of like, well, you don't totally understand what's going on and it's not all just him and right. Like that you're there. And then I was like, ew, this feels horrible because now I'm like defending something. I don't want to be defending in this moment. So I don't, all I wanted, just so anybody could hear from, this is just me, but I bet there's others. All I wanted was like, hey, that must be really rough for you. What do you need? Yeah. Hey, how are you? Yes. Mm -hmm. How can I support you? How are you feeling? 
um, the jumping on like the how horrible he is or how right or how whatever or what I should do or what I shouldn't do or and then people have their opinions on whether you work it out or you don't and it's like that is not helpful thank you for not I, t- I totally get that. I hundred percent because you you were talking about being you're caught caught in between a rock and a hard place, right? You're you're of course want to defend him because he's he's recovering, right? He's doing the right thing, and right. he he went you know uh, and and did what he needed to do, and he's he's showing up, right? And also like oh no, I'm still mad at him. Hello, <laughs> like this is I'm still hurting. You know, yeah. like this is not. Yes, I'm moving towards recovery and reconciliation. That doesn't mean I'm in a good place all the time while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many emotions, which actually uh, sort of leads us into the reason that we uh, booked this podcast episode because I had a session with you uh, earlier this week and <laughs> I showed up and I was like, Megan, I'm a happy person and I feel happy, positive emotions and I am not happy. And this is like a funk that I've been going through for weeks. And... um you so kindly said, oh my goodness, me too. Those are the words that came out of my mouth last night to my husband. And I was like, no way. And so let's talk about that. You are in a place now. How many, how many years in uh, reconciliation and recovery are you? Gosh, it's like six years. Yeah. Yeah. Have to look at the calendar. So, I mean, generally speaking, you guys are in a great place, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you've started this new, uh, you've, Zesty Ginger has grown, it's transformed. Your husband's doing really well. Your kids are awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I mm-hmm. just both went through this funk of like, my life sucks. <laughs> I know. It was when you said the words to me, I was like, oh, I can't drop this because those were my exact words, right? Like, this is too similar. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the ups and downs of um, everyone, right, whether you're a coach or a practitioner or a leader, there's this tendency to think other people have it together, right? Or like other people don't feel the things you feel or like, well, they're not bothered by that comment. Only I am or and or or I'll hit a certain place in recovery and I'll never be sad again, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'll never be triggered again. Yeah, right. Like. Right. Like we always oh, should be over that. It's however many years ago. And then there's this, there's layers of things that come up and then you're realizing, oh, I wasn't ready to uncover that then. And like now I am. And so you'll get to a new la- layer and you'll be like, gosh, didn't know that was there. And it's really easy to make that mean something about you. Like, oh, I wasn't really through it or, oh, I'm not good at this transformation thing or I'm not really healed. And I, I think that's why Dr. Alex and I um, have made it a thing at Zesty to be like, let's be as open and honest and vulnerable as we can. And I know at the same time, we want to be sharing things once we're through them a little bit because we don't mm-hmm. just want to dump the mess and not have any solutions. And at the same time, uh, just sharing so that people realize like, okay, other people have been going through this. I had like five different people reach out during that same week being like, mm. what is going on? Like, I, I hate everything. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> when too. I have, when I am like when my best friend here wants to hang out on a Saturday with our kids and she, I always leave better with her. Like I always leave in a great mood with her. She's so fun to hang out with. And I was dreading it. Just like, I don't want to do anything. I was like, okay. <laughs> this is the time to rest. And this is just that play between figuring out when to rest and when to push through because you're resisting. Mm. And I was like, that for me is my sign 
to actually rest. This is my sign of like, body's ready for a break, time to get back in like a little recovery mode. And I could push myself next week. I love that you brought up um, the idea of resisting. Let's talk about that because um, I think that's an important idea. And that kind of goes into when you are somebody that's looking for transformation and growth in your life, There, you are absolutely going to come up against resistance. Oh my gosh, this whole week, that was me. I had a big thing that I was doing last night and I was really nervous about it. And all of my parts and all of my little inner children that were... <laughs> popping up and being like, no, 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 don't do do this. You can't do it. And then like adult me, like I have to do this. Like, this is a good thing. Right. And, uh, just so much conflict there. And so, so talk about, you know, how you, you said it was, you needed to rest versus feeling the resistance. So when it's resistance, sometimes we need to push through. Like last night was something I needed to push through and move forward. Um, you know, and, and and it was a, a very beneficial experience in the long term because I was showing myself that I can do something hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not always the case. So how did you determine the difference? Yeah, you know, I think the growth is on the other side of the uncomfortable. So there is going to be, uh, uh, being uncomfortable is going to be a part of the process. It's just figuring out like when you are forcing yourself through something based on Somebody else says it's time to force yourself through something or, you, you know, what I did was we did a, We did a training. We had a seven day training. And so I was coming back from that and I was like, well, I'll take Monday off Tuesday, maybe, but then I should be good to go. Right. I'd had like four days. And so I had put this arbitrary end date of like when I was going to be good <laughs> to go. And so that was. That's me just saying, OK, this is kind of what society would say, even though I made it up. Right. So. I think we have to watch for those where we're just creating these arbitrary rules of I should be good after three months or I should blah, blah, blah. And I just forgive my husband after you know, yes. discovery, like a few weeks yes. in or yeah. Yes. So the, the, if it doesn't feel good, so this is where we get to use our emo- emotional compass. If doing this thing is like, you're having a strong emotional reaction to it and you're like every cell of your body is like, no, I don't want to do this. We need to really look at that. Now, resistance, that has a different flavor. So this is really getting to know your physical signs in your body. And this is something that people who are not tapped into their body, they've been very dissociated, meaning they're just kind of stepping outside. They're like avoiding the feeling of the body or avoiding really, then they're, they might have a hard time noticing like, where is this? When do I feel this? But you can start to feel and listen and notice. And what was the difference between the time where I rested? And so for me, I took the whole week, the rest of the whole week off, lovely business partner who was like, I'm actually assigning you to take the whole week off, except for those three things that you absolutely have to do. And she said, not only that, but I want you to go buy special jammies and snacks and just like have a TV marathon because I don't watch TV, right? Like the little kids and a business to run. So it was like a real, you know, decadent thing to just, to just do that. And I actually took time off. It wasn't like time off, air quotes, where then I'm also like, oh, but I'll just write that email real quick. Or, oh, you know, I actually, and when I came back on Monday, the Monday morning when I woke up, I woke up with the craziest ideas, Kylene, like Mm -hmm. this program, this little habit mini course we're going to do just like flowed right into my brain. And I was like, oh, Okay. See, I'm seeing the evidence right now that rest didn't actually put me backwards. Mm-hmm. 
it provided me the space for this amazingness to come through. If I had just forced work for the sake of like, I work Monday to Friday, nine to five, these are hours. This is what humans do. Mm-hmm. You lose that. Yeah. So this is, there is no quick and easy way for each person to know, but it's starting to feel into that. Like, when am I forcing and doing it just because that's what other people want me to do? Mm-hmm. And then when am I like, this is really something I want. Like I, maybe you'll know, like, you know, that having an uncomfortable conversation and putting down a boundary in your life is really towards your highest goal and your value. Like that would meet your value for safety or connection. And at the same time, you're like resisting it because it, you know, it's going to have some feelings like, you know, it won't feel good in the moment. Then that's when we say yes, but this still meets my highest needs and values. I'm going to do it anyway. And every time I do it, I'll feel uncomfortable, but I'll get through it. And then my brain will say, oh, we didn't die. And then you can do it again. So that's where we're pushing through. But if the physical body is screaming, we need to really just take a minute and say, you know, is this the moment to push through? Mm. Right? Like teetering on that line, that's that's the paradox. Like that's that's where we have to figure out, like, do I push or do I pull back? Mm. And it, I we like rotate between both because if you go too hard in one direction for too long, um, you know, I did a meditation retreat and uh, at the end of it, I just felt so amazing and zenned out. And I was like, well, why would I do anything? I mean, I'm, everything in life I do is just to get to this feeling of wholeness and oneness. So why would I not just meditate? Like, this is silly. And and um, I took that out for a little bit. And then I was like, huh, yeah, I guess I still have to live life and pay bills. And <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, reality hits a little hard on those days, right? Um <laughs> So you're you're talking about the the oneness and the wholeness, and um, it's such an interesting thing because it's like once you've felt that alignment and that lightness, it's like oh, you never want to let that go, right? And then life, lifes, and mm-hmm. um, you are just brought right down into reality. And um, it's, I I don't know about you, but it's almost like it hurts more once you've experienced that, and you're like, oh man, the contrast. Thought, yeah, it's just like. I was doing so great. <laughs> Why this pain have to come back in, you know? And it's so interesting because it's almost like it could, could maybe even be the exact same thing that two years ago may not have hurt as much. Um, it's like, oh, it's like gluten. It's like <laughs> you take gluten out of your diet. You're like, gluten doesn't bother me. You introduce it three months later and your stomach revolts, right? It's like you gave it the space to feel that goodness, that um, lowered inflammation, that that health, right? And then you introduce it in and it has the capacity to tell you that it no longer likes this. Mm-hmm. I, did, I, I like just made that connection. That's so good. That's it's like so the um, the windshield, right? When you have like a super dirty windshield and you're driving down the highway and like, let's say your windshield wipers are broken and it's just dirty, but you know, you just, you just look through it and mm-hmm. it your eyes recalibrate and you kind of don't notice it after a while. Mm -hmm. But then when you clean it off and like you've got a very clear windshield and you're driving down the highway, like one bug sticking to the front and you're like, oh shoot, there's a bug, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so clear. Let's, let's keep this metaphor going. So I am a very, I tend to be a disorganized person and it kind of is so weird how this happens. Maybe this is like part of my healing journey. I, I felt like it was reflective of my mind where as I continued to heal, I had hit this part of my recovery journey this year where all of a sudden I was like, I want to be organized. And I was like, maybe that's a reflection of, you know, essentially my life getting back in order and hitting a certain 
place in recovery, right? And so I started doing these little things where I I cleaned out the pantry, I reorganized it, I cleaned out my um closet. I reorganized that. Right. And then we, uh, hired some cleaners to come in and do the whole house. And I really organized. I mean, I cleaned the house before these people came. It was like, by the time they were done, this was like the cleanest it had been. Right. And I wanted so badly to like, keep this up. And actually I will, I will take full credit. I have done a great job. Hasn't been perfect, but I've done a great job. But it's like that first day, right? Like what you were just talking about when everything is spotless and you're like, you better not put that dish on the counter. Yes. Especially if it's not you, right? If it's somebody else in the house, you're like, how dare you? (laughs) The work I put into this. (laughs) It is so true. Yeah. 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 How dare you mess up the cleanliness I just created. Yeah. That's Um, good. But you know, something else that um, I was thinking about after our conversation was uh, just how being validated or having your experience validated is by itself completely helpful. So we had that conversation about, I'm just not happy and life stinks right now. And you, someone that I learn from and really admire and, um, and, and value in my life, came and said, yeah, I'm dealing with the same thing too. And I have all the tools in the world, right? I run this business and um, we teach you the tools and I'm, I'm having a bad week, right? I'm having an off week. When I tell you that that almost immediately lifted the cloud for me, Mm. I was, Megan, I was basically fine the rest of the the week. (laughs) I'm not alone. I just needed to hear that I wasn't alone, that I'm normal, that other people are feeling this way too. And I just start, I felt better. It, it was such a big deal. And I think sometimes, um, you know, yeah, there are all these tools that we can use. There is all this cool, amazing, awesome subconscious stuff that we can do. And sometimes you literally just need someone to hold your hand and say, you're not alone. Well, I just figured it out. It's season 14 on our podcast. It's oh, the solo series that I did. And um, I'm bringing that back because that was why I did that series. It, I mean, literally the first episode is called I Have Herpes. So when you talk about open and vulnerable, this series is was really rough on sharing in and it was so healing to share. And I've had so many people, it was last summer that I put it out that they were like, I just don't feel alone anymore. Like just hearing all it was is me sharing my personal story of a lot of different struggles in a lot of different areas. I got the full infidelity story there and so much more. They're just, all it was is just hearing like another person that they thought maybe had it more together than them really doesn't. And they're like, okay, we are all in this together. (laughs) And that's it. That's so much power. And that's why we create the communities that we create. And that's why you create the communities you create because there's just something and we have to be careful because we don't want to be like combine the community and now we're all like, oh, we all suck together, right? We're not Mm -hmm. trying to bring it down. Although there is power in knowing other people have this stuff. It's the and, right? It, Mm -hmm. It It's the idea that yes, today totally stinks. I was triggered or it's a sad day or it's a sad week or (laughs) you may not even know, right? Like you and I were like, what the heck is happening? I don't even know. There's no reason for this. And we both knew that we would get through it. Um, it wasn't going to be forever, right? Um, and and with with betrayal, I think that's really important that as you are going through recovery, and if you're in a relationship where you are pursuing reconciliation, this is not a linear road. It is such no. a bumpy road. There's so much up and down 
and and the reality of um, the emotions behind what you go through, uh, you are progressively moving forward. And when you feel sad, it doesn't mean you're going back to square one. But you can also, the and is really important because you can be content and happy and proud of the work that you've put in and the life you've created after betrayal. And you can still grieve the things that you've lost or the pain that you've experienced because of that. Yeah. And you're dealing with another human, right? And you're dealing with another human's path. And I, what that just brought up for me is I remember I went to this two weeks of neurofeedback. I also shared that on the podcast, but I I went and did all this personal work and forgiveness work and got such had such a deep healing and understanding. And I left just feeling so good. And I came home to my husband and was just like, oh my gosh, like I, I forgive you. And I just remember the look on his face, not being all that great. I was like, what's happening right now? And he was like, well, I don't forgive myself. Mm. So I was like, huh, well, that's an interesting turn of events. <laughs> You're like, keep it to yourself. I was flying on a cloud. Here I am thinking, I'd like right? to stay there, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like, this is just my thing to deal with. And that wasn't true. There's yeah. two of us and there was a lot to it. And he felt horrible about it. And, you know, that was his own healing path too. So it just reminded me of like, okay, so it doesn't matter. I can still feel good about where I was and what I had discovered. And, um, and it's your, when you're ups and downs with someone else, your, their path isn't linear either. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because the dichotomy sometimes between the spouses after betrayal is, is so stark that you're like, what is happening? Like a lot of times when a guy gets into recovery, he's he's shooting up, right? He's like, he's progressing. He's feeling amazing. He's going up with his emotions. He's like, I don't mean shooting up like drugs. I'm saying, I'm saying like emotionally, he's happy, yeah. right? He feels strong. He's like, I am um, I am living the life that I want. I, I am more aligned. This is amazing, right? And he's experiencing this at the same time that you are currently living the reality that he he's just gotten out of, right? You're yeah. processing the information. You're just starting it. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of times those lines go completely opposite for quite a while. And then as you recover and reconcile and all of these things, you don't always end up in the emotional plate, like the same emotional place at the same time. And it can be really frustrating because Patrick and I have talked about that. We'll go in these, we'll go in these phases where it's like, man, we're just like ping-ponging the emotions back and forth, right? Like one of us is totally stable and fine and happy and the other one's kind of processing some sadness or grief or shame or whatever. And then we'll just switch. The other one's fine, and then, right? And so it's like, well, let me support you. Okay, let me support you. And, then, and you go through these phases where it just seems like you're not really hitting the same same uh, forward motion all the time or you're not in the same good mood all the time. And that's just part of it, you know? Well, in a way, it's it is actually like we're there for the other person mm -hmm. and we're holding the container because when you say that, that, that even happens with me and Dr. Alex as business partners because we're in the world of transformation and we're doing these seven-day trainings where we might come up against our own stuff. Like it's an up level for us every time we, every time we host them. And so we'll notice like I you know, we'll go down on day two or she'll go down on day three. Like, well, it'll be separate. One of us will be like, you know, in our stuff and the other one's good. And it's like, subconsciously, yeah. we're aware of like, okay, I got to be here. Um, I'm, I'm the partner that's, that's mm -hmm. good right now. And then the other one feels totally safe to actually mm -hmm. 
go into it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, just thinking out loud. And I, it's, it's great to have a world where you both have support so you can just, you know, be in it together or, yes. and even better, both be in a great place together. Um, but I do feel like there's like that safety and container that we're yeah. like, okay, now it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and just a reminder too, that, you know, yeah, you are working towards this this hope of a future, this positive life, these, um, this unified partnership and and happiness and and in your relationship, and sometimes you're going to be sad, mm-hmm. and that's you know, it's okay. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You have talked about uh, community several times, and uh, I love all of the communities that you create, and I love being in your community, and so you have a really exciting awesome opportunity for everyone coming up in August. We do. Yeah. You want yes. to talk about that a little bit? Share, for share, sure. Share. For sure. So, I mean, Alex and I met on Instagram. So we're like online friends who then became business partners. And now it's been like eight years. So, oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? What's so crazy to me though, is that I followed you when you guys were separate. That separate. just blows my mind. That is crazy. <laughs> That is crazy. <laughs> That's how long I have been fanning you. <laughs> Maybe you brought us together, Kylie. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Energetically, I was like, they need to meet. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're all about, I mean, it's harder, in my opinion, to find people who are really like-minded and people who are like really willing to go into this transformation work because it doesn't always feel amazing. And so it's it's a certain type. So what we've found and what we've created is like we have online programs, but we really want a place for all those people to come together in person to just actually have the healing time together because when we're out of our regular environment, right? So like we're doing a two-day event in August, August 23rd and 24th in Dallas. We have this amazing space with a stage and such a cool hotel and people will come and be out of their regular environment, right? If there's kids or leaving them at home, if there's partners and just having a complete break, which allows us to rewire our neural pathways really fast. And we see crazy cool stuff happen, obviously seven days that you came to, but two days, even two days, because it's, you're out of your environment We're feeling and we create a space where it's really safe because people do upfront share. And at our last time we did this habit event, it was in Virginia beach that time where I live and people were out of the gate, Kylie, like sharing the most vulnerable share, like raising their hand. They're like, I'm here for this. And I was like, Oh, this is going to go deep fast because you could tell the energy of the room. And I know it's because a lot of them already have followed our podcast and they're in this work. It was not brand new to them. And when one person opened up like that, it just right down the line, dominoes. Everyone was like, oh, all right, well, you're sharing that about you. Well, here I go. <laughs> Let's see. You know, it's like yeah. not a competition, right? But it became like, and the support in that room, the friendships that were made in that room. We have people who are just now have their best friends that, that live all over the U.S. And we get together for events like this. Like mm-hmm. some of my closest friends, I I just see like two or three times a year at these events and we support each other in between on the phone. And they're so aligned with me that it it doesn't matter to me that they're not there all the time, right? Like I may see the, the random neighbor often and it's like these connections are so deep when you're in a place where you're opening up and you're vulnerable and you're really going for transformation, there's a major bond. And then what we want is people to have that bond where when they are down, they're willing to reach out to someone 
because that's a pattern we see, right? Like I don't want to reach out when I'm down. Stop um, calling me out, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you that this week too. I was like, yeah. man, you know. I, I do I, it too. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> Sometimes I struggle with that, you know, and it, I, it's got to become top of mind because it's not a, it's not a current pattern. Sometimes it's not that I, I don't even know that I'm resisting it necessarily. It's it's sometimes you don't know that you're doing it. I'll be mm-hmm. moping to Patrick because, you know, he's here. And uh, he's like, you need to like reach out to so-and-so, you know, and he'll kind of remind you. Like, yeah, which is great. Yeah, right. And so having those people that are on the list that are like, you're so comfortable with that you can yeah. call them crying or you can call them. And it's not, you don't feel judged because they know you and then you can be there for them. And that's that bond that we see people have at this habit event of just like they're bonded together. So we see people jump into habits at like, what is our step six out of seven? It's like just doing kind of like the physical, like I'll move my dry skin brush in front of the door. So I don't forget to do it. And we're really wanting to get into like the, why we want the habit. Who's telling you to do the habit? What's what the emotional body, the mental body, the energetic body, how is that all on board for the habit? Not just the physical. And so that's where once those are all on board, the person becomes the identity of the person who has those habits. And then the habits just, they just happen. They're, it's like gluten for me, like gluten-free. It's not a thing I think about. It's just how I operate. It's not a thing at all. It's not a problem. <laughs> when early on it was, it was like, oh, I can't have that, right? And right, right, right. So it's how do you get from that state to the identity state? And when you're all on board, you want all bodies on board going the same way, all thoughts on board going the same way, all emotions on board going the same way, you go there really fast. Mm. Where if you have a belief that's paddling backwards and a belief paddling forwards, you just, you stay, you don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we would love, love, love to have anyone in your community come hang out with us for two days. Well, and you briefly touched on this um, uh, earlier about how how support and community is is beneficial, and we want to make sure that it's not uh, not only surrounding ourselves with um, you know victim mentality, kind of uh, one person supporting that and another person, and you know not not promoting healing, right? And so when I think about the betrayal community, these are the kind of people you want to spend time with. This this type of community where people show up and say, "I want to work on my stuff." I want to move forward. I want to progress. I want to see what uh, emotions are getting in my way, what thought patterns are getting in my way, what beliefs I have that are getting in my way, or or that or that even you know. And this probably isn't going to happen in the two day. It may be in one of the longer events. But what um, you know, what beliefs came out of the betrayal that uh, that we need to start processing, you know, and um, things like that. And so these are the people that show up to these events are amazing. Like I love literally all of them, and I love that. I will say I jumped in on event number one, so I'm. Yes, I'm, you uh, did. I've been to a, a lot of them at this point, and um, it's so cool because the community keeps growing. And you know, I, I go to level two and I meet new people, and then I I was an assistant coach at a different level one, and I met uh, you know more people, and it just keeps growing. And they're all awesome, and they all show up because they want to do this. They want to lead lives that are very aligned, as you were saying, with the values and belief systems. You know. And, and that's how you know that you want to move forward. It's moving towards that value. It's moving towards that goal that you have set that is like that highest intention for who you are. And uh, this is how you do it. So if you guys want to come spend time with us yes. for two days in August. We actually don't allow people to drop into the victim mentality. We have everybody at the beginning. We explain what's happening in the brain when we do. And we have them raise their hand. Are you willing to 
you know, be at cause for this whole event, meaning like, yes, things have happened and will happen. And then we get to choose what we do with them and make them mean. It doesn't mean they didn't happen. doesn't mean they weren't horrible. It's just the, how much do we play into them and how much do we energy are we giving them? So we're having everyone raise their hand so far. Everybody has done it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I I love the, the container that you create whenever you're, you, you kind of put these nice little uh, boundaries to keep everybody safe and on the same page in in these group settings. And so I absolutely love how you guys have done that. Um, well, it, anyone that wants to uh, check this out, there's a link in the show notes. So definitely click that and take a look at the two-day event in August in Dallas. It's essentially more or less it's getting to Dallas that is the cost of this. They're, they're offering it um, at, at a really ridiculously low price or you're not making money uh, on this. No, we're not. That's to make it accessible. I mean, essentially it won't even cover the space. And you, the first 50 people are going to get a meal voucher. It's 197 till early bird. So yeah, this is just to bring people together, the power of community. Uh, we've seen what happens because people show up and they're there and they're like, oh, they're, they're meeting other people that, oh, you have that that I need and I have that that you need. People, have, they'll end up coaching each other. They'll end up with business relationships. They'll end up mm. with friendships. So you, you just can't, just can't put any value on that. No, I love it. I absolutely agree. Well, you know how much I love you, Megan. And love you too, um, Kaylee. I'm so thankful that you were on the podcast today and sharing your personal experience. Definitely go check her out at uh, the Zesty Ginger podcast. Um, and where can people find you and connect with you? And actually that's not the name of your podcast anymore, is it? Well, technically, maybe by the time this airs, it's um, we're transitioning to becoming zesty. It used to be, but you can find it if you search zesty ginger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you come on over to Instagram, we are at zesty underscore ginger and then everything is linked there. So perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Go, go follow them. They're amazing. Um, Everything, everything you guys put out is helpful and encouraging and moves you more towards that goal of living the life that you want to live. So thank you for everything that you do. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast interesting or helpful, it would mean so much if you leave a five-star review or post a screenshot and share on social media. We are on a mission to share the message of recovery and you can help get the word out. If you know a friend who could use this podcast, please share it.